Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is a Saturday morning. It's 9.56 a.m. Wisconsin time. And it's going to be, it's sunny out. And it's going to be in the 60s today. So I'm going to give you guys a guess where I'm at. That's right. Back in the truck. Just like the good old days. Doing the podcast from the truck because it's warm enough. Well, it'll be warm enough. And as you guys know, my neighborhood is very, very noisy. So if you hear me wrestling around, I can't help that. <laughs> Part of a live podcast. I'm going to put the phone down right out here. So, um, so yeah, I'm back in the truck again. Yay! You guys were waiting for that, weren't you? And this means I can go to the cemeteries and do it. I could do a podcast. And I can maybe go to a haunted location and park out in front and be the creepy person sitting outside in their truck doing a podcast. And everyone's looking, what is she doing in her truck? Why is she talking to herself? <laughs> yeah, all for you guys. What can I say? Anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing okay. Um, hope you had a good, good week, whether you're vacation, retired, which would be awesome, or whatever it is you're doing. I hope you're having a great time and a great life and just, you know, great time in general. For me, um, I need to change my careers. I am so burnt out where I'm working right now. It's crazy. I got to take off my jacket. Sorry. There we go. I wish I could mute this, but there's no way to mute the podcast. Once you go, you go. You can, you know, edit it later, like cut and trim and all that, but not during. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to take the time to do that. All right. So, uh, thank you all of you listeners and followers. Um, for all you new listeners, usually what happens is that when I do this podcast, when it comes spring, summer, fall, and all that, I cannot do it from home because my neighbor is very loud. Uh, he has a dog that he puts outside and lets bark, and he brings it in. He goes on and on all day, and he's a drunk guy, so he babbles all day long. Plus, we have a lot of cars that drive by our neighborhood that are just extremely loud, and it ruins the podcast. No matter what time I do it, morning, noon, or night, it just gets screwed up. So I find a place to park my truck. I do the podcast. Uh, let's see. Hope everybody's again doing well. I did check the stats on the podcast, and what's really interesting is that my age bracket listeners changed. My age bracket used to be like 34 to in the 40s. Now it's like 40s to 56 of age. So that percentage went up. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate that, reaching out to you guys. And you're taking the time listening to me. On a side note, there's a gentleman. Oh, I didn't say where I was, did I? Well, I've got a river to my right and a, a baseball field to my left. There's a guy out there with a, um, oh, what do you call it? Metal detector. Looking for stuff. And I got a, a little man driving uh, in his, um, <laughs> his uh, scooter thing, like the handicap one that you see at the grocery stores. He's cruising by. And apparently he's filming it on his phone because... He's just filming it. So I'm waiting for him to go by. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you guys, I'm doing okay. I want to change my career. I'm tired of it. I'm burnt out. I need to change it. So if you guys uh, have any ideas, let me know. Um, so I found that very interesting that the age bracket changed. The location I'm being heard at is United States, Canada, United Kingdom, and Australia. I always forget United Kingdom. I don't know why. But yeah, I've got a percent out there too. So thank you all for listening to me. Uh, last, well, was a couple days ago, I did an investigation in the basement because I found a new app. It's an SLS app, like your SLS camera, but it's an app. And uh, 
it, it, you know, you stand in front of it so it can track your body and then you go from there, right? So, and I have, I bought a couple more cat balls for our investigation when we do that. So I was in the basement and it, it picked up what it thought was a person, but then when I looked at it closer, it was just the way the boxes were aligned. It made it look like a human, you know, shoulders and all that. So I'm sitting there talking and the light ball, the ball never went off, never lit up, which is a bummer. But what did happen was I'm sitting there and in the doorway, it actually picked up a figure. Uh, it was really quick because this, this app actually, it goes beep, beep, it'll beep to let you know that there's something there. So it picked up something in the doorway, which makes, it does make sense because I know there's something in that basement, would, but when I tried to uh, debunk it, there is nothing in the hall, in the doorway that would have mimicked a human uh, outline, an outline of a person. That happened twice. And I kept telling it to come and, you know, take a look at the ball, touch the ball, that kind of thing. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then it moved off to these, to my left and it detected something small there. I'll probably do it again. I'll wait a bit. Because the night I did it, it was really cold. And that's what we call it the cold room because it's really, really cold. So I'll wait a couple days or so and I'll try it again. And I'll let you guys know how that goes. As far as our team, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, since we have hit 200 followers, we told everybody that we will do an investigation. We're in the middle of trying to find a place to go. It'll probably be a hotel. But it's going to be in May, so... Who knows? It places are booked, and I, I really wish I had more options, but I have to wait for Amanda because she works, like, all the time. We are going to be planning a day trip to the to Second Salem here in Wisconsin. It's actually called Second, Second Salem, and there's a witch's tower there, and we're going to do that. Those are geese coming in. Uh, we're going to do that during the weekday because it's easier. It's right next to a campus. And she wanted to go last year, but it was like, like November, December. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be cold out there. And it's, it's about an hour and a half away or so. So we're planning, we're in the midst of planning that. Maybe that'll be our 200th investigation. I don't know, because I'm not sure how we're going to get to a hotel in May when that is the peak season for most hotels. So we'll see. So that's about that. And then I found some stories this morning. They're okay, but um, eh, we'll see what I can, how they turn out. Let's see. So the first ones are, um, let's see. Let me go back here. They're not really long. Uh, I read a couple that were long and they started to stop making sense. I stopped it. Oh, you love when people drive by and they stare at you. <laughs> now here's one. Okay. Three years ago, two friends and I were camping in in fall in a small tent staggered with two of our heads on one side and one on the other it was a silent it was a silent and still night with fog developing into the moist woods but they have initials there. i don't know what i mean so i skipped it <laughs> what sounds like muffling what sounds like a muffled voice on a cell phone starts coming out from the center of the tent between our all of our between our heads I heard someone say, keep saying, hello? Can you hear me? Hello? My friends ask, are you hearing that? At once, we all sit up and start shuffling around the tent looking for the phone. Uh, but there's no phone in the tent. So I look to my friend and on the other side of the tent and ask <clears throat> what they heard. 
And they said, it sounded like someone saying, hello, can you hear me? We all agreed with this and what we heard. And that sound was coming from inside of the tent. The next morning, we find all of our cell phones sitting in the car still. There's no cell phone reception at the campground. Still sends shivers up my spine. Hmm. Unless one of the friends were playing a trick on them. And they really did have a cell phone on them. They had it, had it hidden in their pocket, maybe. I don't know. Creepy. I'm shifting, so you hear me moving around. I do knew. Weird. Let's see. What's this one? When I was in fifth grade... Uh, when I was... In fifth grade, once I forgot to put my school uniform in the laundry basket. So next day, I needed it for school, and it was dirty. I went to have breakfast in my pajamas while I was thinking how to tell my mom I didn't have my uniform clean. When I came back to my room, there was a woman I had never seen before in her 40s wearing a brown dress and dark hair, ironing my uniform. I blinked, and she was gone. I would have assumed I was hallucinating the whole thing, but my uniform was there, clean, dried, and ironed, and ready for me to use. And it couldn't have been more it couldn't have been more ironed by anyone else because my parents had breakfast with me and my sister was a baby. Ooh. Perhaps it was a, a grandparent taking care of him, huh? That's a good story. I don't recognize any of these, so if I read these in the past, I apologize. Uh, but I don't recognize any of them. I stayed at my grandmother's grandmother's house that my father spent a large amount of time in as a kid. My father drove us there in one go and was understandably tired after a seven, 17-hour drive. We all, start, uh, we all started to lay down, and my father checked in on us before going to bed himself. It's windy. It's actually windy. Truck's shaking. As he, was walk, as he was talking, he stopped himself and told us to cover the large mirror, or you will have nightmares. Now, nightmares from a mirror, all this, of all things, sound like a little funny to me, but... My brother, who were also sleeping in the same room, asked me to cover it. So I did. I asked my dad about it before he left, and he said, Ghosts use it as an entryway. A week later, it brought it. I brought it up to my grandmother, and she scoffed and said, Oh, this house ain't haunted. I agreed, but I told her that the reason I brought it up was because my dad told me to cover up the mirror. My grandmother then changed her expression and said, Oh, the mirror? Apparently, the mirror came from her grandmother. She worked as a nurse and took uh, and took in those who were going to die. So like a hospice, I guess. But could not pay for care of their uh could not pay for care on their last days. So she made her home into a hospice, okay. Those those who stayed in the room with the mirror saw things. A lovely lady saw a saw and heard a young lady come into her room and play a harp. Oh, nice. She was thankful for the lovely songs, but no person was known, nor was the harp owned or heard elsewhere. Now, a young boy was found, an older, an older boy who played games with him and really knew his games. Lastly, a terrible woman refused to use the bathroom and did stuff in the room. We'll just say that. Uh, and her last words were, the devil that spat fire at her. Uh, da, 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 da. the police were called and she tried to accuse the nurse of trying to kill her with the devil whatever I also got stories from my mother seeing the same young lady who played the harp without the harp this time and my grandmother seeing the devil guy my grandfather described it as a red man with horns that was too tall for the room he was in so it was hard for it to stand straight so it was like bent you know from the neck down it stared down at him simply asked slowly why are you here? 
I kept that mirror covered. That was a good story. There I am again, right? With those damn mirrors and the portals. <laughs> oh, you guys. I don't know what it is about the mirrors and the portals, but there's something there. All right, now this is my mom's story, but she is completely sane, and I believe it. My parents went to South Carolina for a wedding. They stayed at some old plantation bed and breakfast spot. She was sleeping when she woke up all of a sudden. <clears throat> excuse me, all of a sudden. She had her cell phone plugged into the wall into the wall and was on her and it was on her nightstand okay <clears throat> excuse me there's a notification on the phone so i was blinking the female ghost was what gotta reread that one she had her cell phone plugged into the wall and it was on her nightstand there was a notification on the phone so it's blinking the female ghost was dressed in a full-on formal dress and she was fixated on the cell phone's blinking light and was walking towards it. <clears throat> my mom said, it's okay, just take the phone. The ghost turned and made eye contact with my, my mom and then disappeared. It's okay, just it's just a phone. What? Well, I get it, but it was written kind of weird unless I read it wrong. Yeah, you guys know me by now. I don't pre-roof, pre-roof these. Oh, God. <clears throat> I don't pre Re, you know what I'm saying. I just don't. <clears throat> it takes too much time. <laughs> good story all in all. I get it. Very good story. I liked it. All right. This is my dad's story. It's not mine. Now, in the early 1980s, he was working at a summer job at Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming. One day, he and his friend, marked, he and his friend Mark hiked up to the top of one of the mountains. They set up their tent inside an Indian pit, in quotations, whatever, a man-made hole dug out by Native Americans hundreds of years ago. Okay, I get it. They should, whatever. Ah, ha, ha. The Indian pits were either used or used as hunting blinds or spots where young braves came for their vision quest. Late in the night, my dad wakes up and has to use the bathroom. He crawls out of the tent, out of the pit, and went walking at a respectful dif- distance away from the tent. Suddenly, he felt a hand on his shoulder pull him backwards. My dad calls out, Hey, Mark, what are you doing? He turns around, turns on the flashlight, and there's nobody there. He shines the light at his feet and discovers that his next couple of steps would have taken him directly over the cliff. He did his business and hurried back to the tent. Oh, my God. A spirit saved him. The next morning, the two friends were waking up, and his buddy said to him, Hey, I know this sounds crazy, but I woke up in the middle of the night and I swear to you there was an Indian man standing outside our tent. Whatever really happened that night, my dad is alive. He met my mom in Yellowstone and here I am writing a story to you today. Aw, that's sweet. Oh my God, that, aw. I love the way they ended. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Next. This one time when I was little, I was laying in bed with my right ear buried in my pillow. I am suddenly jolted awake by this roar that sounded like it was going to going directly into my right ear. <laughs> I woke up startled and confused and began scanning my room for anything as my mind was almost full in full panic mode. When I looked to my right, I saw a little boy standing next to me. He was glowing blue, but that wasn't the first thing I noticed about him actually. He looked sad and I remember him feeling I remember feeling bad for him. After a minute, I tried to lean closer to him and even muttered out a faint hey. 
but as I did, he disappeared. A few days later, I told this story to my mother, who then informed me that the people who owned the house before us had a son who died when he was five in a car accident. However, it wasn't near the house. I also should note, now that our house was renovated since we moved in and a second floor was added, my current theory is that the boy finally found his way back home and realized that his old home was gone. He came to me because I was a new boy of the house. Good theory. Very good theory. I like that one too. <clears throat> Lots of cars driving by. All right, let's see. Here's one. So there I was, seven year, a seven-year-old kid in rural Utah. I was staying the night at my grandparents' house on Main Street. I didn't want to sleep, so I, so around midnight I went down to the basement. I took my matchbook cars and played. Uh, he played Night City with glowing, with my glowing better blocks. Okay, very detailed. Good, good. Details good. I had this little metropolis going on when my uncle came down to play with me. Should I mention that my great uncle died when I was like two? Well, he did. Anyway, my great uncle and I played Night City for a good hour. I remember it like it was yesterday. He drove to Lincoln because that was his favorite car. Anyways, it got late and he had to leave so he wouldn't miss his train. He left and I went up to sleep. The next morning, I asked, my, I asked when Uncle was coming back to play again. My grandmother, my grandparents, excuse me, were slightly offended that I brought it up. They hadn't seen him since, let me start there. They hadn't seen him since before I was born and wanted nothing to do with him. He was a black sheep of the family and I said, him and I played cars, cars and showed them the car that he drove in our city. They were uncomfortable with this and chalked it up to my imagination. Now, I never met my uncle. Again, he died when I was two. Uh, over the years since then, I have learned that he, drove, he both drove a train for Union Pacific and a Lincoln. Like I said, I don't believe in ghosts, but I don't know how a seven-year-old me knew things about an estranged relative who died when I was two and was never spoken of due to certain family issues. To this day, I don't know what happened that night, but I remember playing Night City with some guy who said he was my uncle, like it was yesterday. He was super nice and at the end of the game, simply left out the back door. Good God, that's, that's a good story. Nice. I used to work at a museum that was once a functional prison. Throughout my eight plus years working there, I have been pushed, slapped, bit, tracked, and punched by unseen entities. What? Huh? I also had problems when I would go back to lock up certain buildings at night because you never knew what would what you would see coming around the corner. It's like the movie Night at the Museum. I went into the cell house once to turn off the lights, rounded the doorway to a full body apparition standing there in an intimate or sorry, in an inmate's uniform. A split second later, he vanished into thin air. Wouldn't it be funny if somebody said he vanished into thick air? <laughs> Everybody says he vanished into thin air. Where did that come from? Why is it thin? <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? They vanished into thin air. Oh, what if they vanished into thick air? Or <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> There was pretty much, there was a pretty notorious inmate who was involved in one of the riots and his spirit would follow me around the grounds. 
One night I was with this paranormal group and we went into an area that we don't let the public visit because it is in despair. And we, um, and we were screamed at to leave and something snarled at me once so they don't go there. Now it was uncommon for me, for one of my co-workers to have shadow people follow us around. Uh, and we would even have some poor visitors chase we had some poor visitors chased out of certain buildings like maximum security by such entities. I have dozens of stories about that place. They should share more, whoever this person is. By the way, you guys, the stories I'm reading, they're not telling me telling me their names. They're not even saying what year these were posted or anything. Just so you know, there's no details, and I, I am fine with that. And they obviously, they leave names out, uh, which is cool, too. And I don't know if that's just the people who write on this it's called thought catalog there's actually some pretty good stories in here i try to check back and see if i've missed something so here's the next one when i was you know what i thought it said i thought it said when i was 131 <laughs> i'm like what i'll reread that when i was 13 i was in front see there's no commas anywhere so it all kind of blends when i was 13 i was in front of my house in queens practicing little bmx tricks on my bike it was about 11 p.m. when I decided to call it night, but before I did, I wanted to ride my bike along the water front of my neighborhood. When I completed the trail, I saw a woman wearing a white gown standing sorry, standing in front of a tree. I stopped my bike because I saw that she had no face. I thought that was either a mannequin or I was or I wasn't closely enough to make out her features, so I shouted, "Hey!" She didn't respond. I rode my back towards her until I was about 10 feet away, very close and still no face. Then her head turned toward my direction. It, I jetted and went home and didn't bring it up for anyone to anyone for years. Ten years later, my childhood friend saw the same woman with no face. One year after that, mutual friend shot himself in the head a few feet from that very spot. What? So 10 years of a childhood friend, so, so, so. one year after that, our mutual friend shot himself in the head a few feet from this very spot. But it was a female, wasn't it? I don't understand. I don't see the connection. All right, here's another one. I was around 10 years old and, and living in San Antonio. I got back to the apartment first after school. About five minutes of being in place, in the place alone, I saw... I saw on the reflection of a mirror an older man in a tuxedo was in the kitchen. I flipped out and ran to my room and grabbed a bat. I waited 10-ish minutes before coming out. I locked the door when I got home. I uh, never heard door, the door open uh, for someone to come in or leave. I didn't tell anyone about it. Fast forward six years. I was watching Ghost Hunters with my family and my mom asked if I remembered the old man in the tux. Crazy stuff. Next, I worked in a fine dining restaurant in a beautiful heritage house from the early 1900s. Think National Historical Site. Uh, I was the last to close up and there was a security guard at the entrance parking gate, but no one else was around. I walked through one of the dining rooms. Uh, it had a very large antique table surrounded by 16 antique chairs. They were, very, they were huge carved oak kind, very heavy. Uh, I put a note on the back of... I put a note in the back room for the morning staff. When I walked back through the dining room, all 16, cha 16 antique chairs were now on top of the table. The security guard swore no one else was on the property. He never left this spot, and nobody had passed him for hours. 
Dun, dun, dun. Duh. That was an interesting story. A dude's still out there with his uh, detector. I always wondered a metal detector. Now they are really fancy ones that actually tell you what it is, if it's copper or iron or other. Um, I've mentioned his name before, Justin Spurrier. He uh, does that metal detecting once in a while, and he was showing on the detector is actually saying if it was metal or something like that and then how far deep how far down deep you have to dig and so they're they're much more fancier now than they were like 15 20 years ago they're just out there digging again they pick something up gold oh and now we got somebody playing basketball all by himself okay back to the stories <laughs> squirrel Oh, God. Okay. All right. Lawrence Hotel, downtown... Da- oh, my God. Lawrence Hotel, downtown Dallas, 10th floor, last door on the right. Write that down. My buddies came into town, happened to book a room there. Short story about three... Short story around three, I'm guessing 3 a.m., the fire alarm went off multiple times. Afterwards, we kept hearing a small child cry. Specifically, a small girl, loud enough, I kept opening the door and it would just stop. Multiple times, this happened. I finally called down the stairs, only to find out we were the only ones on that floor. Come to find out, a small girl fell out the window back in the day. She cries to get you to leave, which I did, (laughs) right? A little more research and murders and suicide have also happened on that floor. Good times. All right, so all you Dallas people, ho- ho- blah, blah, blah. Lawrence Hotel, downtown Dal- Dallas, 10th floor. 10th floor, last door on the right. Check it out if you live out there and you're listening to this podcast. Next one. I was about 13 uh, and multiple bloody scratches manifested on my body. My neck, my back, and my wrist were scratched and bleeding. I remember they trickled with blood. I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe me either if it weren't for the fact that my cousin witnessed just about all of it and took pictures. Does it? Okay, then. Well, that's super duper short. All right, here we go. Let me do some checking. That's me making noise. Sorry. Okay. This will probably... Let's see how this one goes. Hmm. Now, in high school, I had a group of friends that loved to explore haunted fields. A haunted field. I'm sorry. Jesus. (laughs) The field was at the back of the subdivision alongside a highway and was being uh, ready for more houses to be built. Some nights we would go and nothing happened. It felt fine. We saw nothing we did and we'd leave. Other times we would see lights, hear terrifying noises and encounter shadow people. And we'd run back to our cars in terror. At least once uh, we got a few feet down the path and the entire group stopped. It felt like someone had thrown up a hand and forbid us from coming any further. Uh, we didn't stay. Now, the most memorable, memorial, memorable, memorable visit, however, we came with a larger than usual group. Uh, we were spread out in the path, looking out over the field with the highway at our backs. We hadn't seen or felt anything that night and were thinking it was uh, too big of a group or that it was a dud night. I haven't heard dud in a long time. Like, it's a dud uh, we were just shooting the shit on the path, laughing and fucking around, when a wash 
of car headlights from the highway illuminated the field and revealed our distinct revealed a distinct figure. It was black, much darker than shadows around it than the shadows around it, very clearly defined. He had broad shoulders, oh God, a hat and red eyes. Ew, chills. And strangely, the figure had no legs below the knees. And the next wash of headlights, because there's a highway, right? Nothing. It was gone. I started to freak out, and so did the two people standing next to me. They confirmed they had seen the figure, but the rest of the group hadn't seen anything. Creepily, those that saw it thought he was standing in a ditch as they couldn't see the lower legs. I believe that was was a run... Uh, okay, I believe it was a run to the cars out of terror kind of night. <laughs> that was good. I'm going to... Uh... <laughs> That was good. Uh, I know I've talked about my podcast before, uh, how I'd go night hiking. We never saw any shadow figures or anything like that, but um, those are some good stories. Well done. Well done. Excellent. Putting the phone down. Sorry, you're going to hear a clink. Um, very good stories. I like those kind of stories. They're fun because it gets my mind going. Right? It puts me... Every time I read these stories, I put myself in their shoes. The reader's shoes. And it's very rare that I find a story that I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no, I can't believe it. I don't know why... I mean, some of these sites you go on, and they'll say if they're fiction or nonfiction. And obviously, I pick the the true ones, which which is nonfiction, which is true. Fiction is not true, which makes no sense. I don't know why they ever did that. Anyways... So, as you know, I picked the truer stories, and I enjoy reading it to you guys. I haven't said anything yet, but if you guys want to, you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. In the subject field, put podcast. If you have a story you want to share, if you have any feedback for me, please feel free to do so. Um, Also, you can visit our Facebook page, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by the ducks and stuff coming in. Squirrel. So, yeah, you can visit our Facebook page, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. Please give us a like, leave a comment. You can PM me on Facebook on there if you don't want to um, email me. Oh, that's fine. Or if you want, I even have a YouTube channel now. I think I've got five episodes. I think I called episode. Uh, it's called True Paranormal Experiences. And it's similar to this. It's just I can do more visual, like, you know, I have a candle going. And some of the episodes are kind of similar to what I've done on here. Like, the last one was Haint and Poppets. And then I did another one on Ouija board, because you guys know I'm fascinated with Ouija boards. I haven't done anything on mirrors, which, you know what, I could probably do one today. Or even tomorrow. That just gave me an idea. I could put a mirror. Huh. But I don't want to see my reflection, so... Oh, there's geese quacking by. I don't know if you guys can hear that. So, yeah. uh, YouTube, I'm there. Email me if you guys want to. Uh, You can Facebook me if you want to. Uh, I am on Twitch, Patty in Wisconsin. I try to keep it simple. So people say, what's your name? It's already there, right? I'm a gamer online, so if you guys want to stop by and uh, visit me. Please do so. I may be gaming today. If you want to chit-chat that way, that's cool too. Just say, say, hey, Patty. Regard, you know, Patty podcast or something like that. So I know who you are. 
And you do, as far as Twitch goes, I think you can sign up for Twitch, but then you just like, if you're interested, that is you guys, um, you could search under live and you could do Patty underscore in underscore Wisconsin on Twitch. If you're curious, I don't have a camera yet. I'm working on that right now. I'm probably going to get a used camera for the PS station because for some odd reason, you cannot seem to buy them new. So that, that goose is just, that geese just quacking away. Him and his lady cruising down the... And they're going against the uh, current. <laughs> so anyways, you guys, sorry for the pause. I hope you guys have a phenomenal weekend. Maybe tomorrow I'll find I'll continue with these stories because I did a screenshot so I can maybe pick up where I left off tomorrow. I've got nothing going on tomorrow. So I hope everybody's going to have a great day. And go ahead and email if you want to. Otherwise, this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off. <laughs>